0: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
1: Hi, this is Shaman Dirk, and I like to start wording you up with the truth. I love how powerful you are and how you create boundaries to always honor yourself. I love how dynamic you are in your thinking. You're so inspiring how you create. You are such a great person, and you bring great ideas all the time. I love your openness to receive all the good that life has to offer. And when you walk into a room, you shine. I love how smart you are. It's amazing how many genius ideas you come up with all the time. It is great to see how you love yourself and you nurture yourself daily. Someone right now is thinking something beautiful about you. And right now, there are powerful forces putting together new ways to draw more abundance in your life. I love how things come easy to you and how you realize life is fun and exciting. I love how open you are to being loved and supported by others. You're such a gift to life. I love you. I see you. I believe in you. Thank you for being on earth.
0: Welcome to the tribe. The tribe is love. The tribe is is spirit. The tribe is playful. The tribe is expanding. And the tribe is aware. And we are warriors of powerful energy and light. And our warring with the light that we have inside of us is that we bring love into every situation. And that is the warring energy that we have. Is this pure love energy that we bring into every situation. And speaking of love, I'm happy that all of you are here today. But I want to say I'm very excited about um, our next guest, She's a personal dear friend of mine. Amazing, powerful woman. So delightful, so sweet, so spirited, and has just the kindest heart. And you know, as, as as I've told everyone in the past, I don't. I'm not friends with anyone who's not real, who doesn't keep it real, and just remembers that we're all human beings living our lives and creating beautiful things to share with people from who we are. Um, and this is a beautiful show um, to be able to have this wonderful friend here with us. Um, her name is Leanne Rimes. I'm sure a lot of you know who she is, and for those of you who don't, um, she's a Grammy um, award-winning singer, an artist, an actress, and just a powerful and amazing woman who brings light and consciousness into the lives of others, as well as just lives such a beautiful energy, and we're so happy to have you here. So I just want to welcome everyone.
2: Hi. <laughs> Hi. I was like, if I Doing this thing right? Ah, how are you?
0: I'm so good. I miss you. I miss your shining face. Oh, Oh my my God.
2: You almost made me cry. I've been so sick all day. And, like, just hearing you say such sweet things, just, you almost had me in tears. I was so close.
0: No, I mean, you You know how dear you are to my heart. I mean, I don't even have to express it in words. When I'm around you, you can feel my energy and Ugh. how I look at you and just our, our connection. And so I'm really happy that you've taken the time out of your busy schedule to be here with our tribe. That's a really beautiful thing. And I'm so honored to have you here.
2: Oh, I'm so honored for you to ask me. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: So, okay, so let's be, one of the things I like to start off with is your journey into your life in music. And we're not going to spend so much time on your career because that's not the whole of you. Yeah, totally. Um, so tell us, what was it like for you? Like, tell us your journey. How did it start for you?
2: Um, it, Out of the womb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, I, I started singing so young. Um, I was on stage by the time I was five, so... Music was always played around my house and my my dad brought me up on country and rock and my mom brought me up on Motown and my godmother brought me up on classical and like oh, I
0: you know, love it.
2: I was just totally immersed in music my whole life, but it was something that was like I really did come out singing. I mean, I it was like breathing to me. It always has been like breathing to me. It's been a way of expressing myself. At times, I think throughout my life when I really didn't know how to express myself, um, but music was my outlet. I don't, it was one of those just instinctual, honestly instinctual things for me that was just a passion. And there was, there was really no, I mean, I I had my, I got my record deal when I was 11. So like age never defined me. It's never defined me. Um, It's just always been a gift of mine. I think through my empathy to be able to communicate stories and stories uh, from my heart and stories far beyond my age at that time that I understood or should have understood but right the gift itself has grown into something that's really powerful um, far beyond anything I've ever I've already achieved it, it goes beyond that now I think in this world we're living in as an artist that have this incredible gift to be able to to have a voice to, have, to give a voice to To other people's stories that they may not be able to communicate, to really recognize and be aware of that power is beautiful. And to be able to use it for good and for hope is, um, you know, I really feel. Passionate about having a, having that gift and being able to use it in that way at this time.
0: Absolutely, I think that's wonderful, and I think that um, your journey. I'm really glad that you know we became friends, and you know I love the light that we bring into the world as friends and when we're together. And so you know it's, it's you know it's interesting because you know people always have this idea about what is it like for someone like you who's a celebrity and so forth. But what they don't understand is that you're just a human being who has a passion and you love what you do and you bring it into the world. And that's re- really what I want to get people to understand more of is that, you know, we keep looking up to people in the wrong way, but it's to look up for inspiration to see the, what's inside of yourself.
2: Absolutely. And I think we've gotten, we've veered so far from that, especially with celebrities. You know, I, I guess when I got into this the business, I, I didn't really, I didn't do it to be famous. I did it because I was passionate about singing and you mm-hmm. veered so far away from that into this whole kind of fame obsessed culture. And I, I think it's actually steering back the opposite direction. Um, and I think it's because of what you're saying. Instead of seeing these celebrities that are in, in putting kind of a damper on who you are as a human thinking, I could never achieve that, you know, and, and it, you feeling less than, I think God, I've been through so much in the public eye my whole life. And I felt like this massive celebrity and I felt like the biggest loser. And I felt like all of those things. And it's brought me down to this incredible humanity that I realized that we're all so connected. And I just have this, I just happen to have this gift that allows me to be in the position that I'm in. But I'm so like, it's amazing to know that you, we're just not any different from one another. We just all have different gifts. And if I can... If by sharing mine, I'm able to inspire people to go dig deep for theirs. I mean, that's really, that's really what it's all about. And I think, I think we're getting back to that where celebrities and people in my position are actually helping people find that within themselves instead of elevating themselves and up, up above everyone else.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, I spent a lot of my time with a lot of my friends who are in the public eye really getting that's why I'm bringing them on Instagram live and having them come on a lot is to get them out of this place of like so people can see the humanity in them and not just see them for like what they're doing when they're on the movies or what they're doing when they're on stage and singing or they're being athletes or whatever it may be but really seeing them and who they really are. And I, I think it's so important nowadays because I feel like people are losing touch with that connection of community that we're starting to bring it to like Mount Olympus and we're like, oh, the Athena and the, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, then well, becomes like the, unt- the untouchable.
2: Yes. And I, it's weird because even as a, even as a, as a woman and as an artist, there's always an, an image that we're supposed to live up to, I guess. And especially, you know, and like I said, this kind of celebrity obsessed culture, everything always has to be perfect. And it's, you know, you have to always look beautiful. And God forbid, if you go out without makeup on, whatever it is. And so for me over the past couple of years, that's that's just, it's so, it's so difficult to keep that up. And I've done it my whole life and it's exhausting. And now that I'm really settling into this piece of humanity for myself, like, there's, there seemed to be this kind of split in me, and now it feels like it's really coming together as this whole human that I'm able to walk on stage. If I wanted to wear sweats on stage and just felt like crap, like I should be able to go do that because that's so right. Me to see, I'm there to share my spirit. I'm there to share my voice, and I think that there's, there's a comfort that I'm starting to kind of, I'm starting to find my authenticity, and I think like you're saying there's it's it's about bringing the humanity to the whole process and not just not just here on Instagram live with you but when I walk on stage or when I'm doing a film it's you know it's really about bringing that authentic piece of myself and and it's difficult it's difficult to rid yourself of the conditioning that has gone on in our society the way we're expected to be as a woman the way we're expected to show up and it, it's difficult to step outside of that and sometimes realize be ballsy enough to go, hey, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be standing on my own doing this thing that feels like really me and I'm going to take some heat for it. But ultimately, if I can, if I can stand in my power and my authenticity and it allows other women to be able to do the same, that's kind of where I'm at. And I think. The-
1: yeah.
0: Yes. But it's. Yes. <laughs>
2: talked about this so many times. You've sat with me and I'm like, I'm terrified of so many things. And but it is, it's the more I meditate on and the more I understand and grow into my womanhood. I really understand what being a woman is about. There's a lot of fear there, but it's I realize it's just a lot of conditioning. That's just it's really just shedding these layers and layers of years of conditioning that just no longer serve who we are,
0: who we're meant to be. hundred percent hundred percent. And I think the, and, and, you know, the whole thing is like fear does show up, you know, I mean, even for myself as a shaman, everyone has these strange ideas about what that means, how I should dress. Like, I remember I just did a TV thing on Monday. I wore my Metallica t-shirt and, you know, and a kimono. <laughs> the only thing that was missing was my cowboy boots. <laughs> you know it's like so people are like what <laughs> but i think i think it's important for us to be to i always say the more powerful you become the more humble you need to become you know and it, it's just because it's really there and it really helps people from where they're at to be able to, to to see oh wait a second i can achieve these things i can create these things i don't have to see it as this far away you know thing that you know let me be an inspiration to people what do you and talking about women stuff because you know i'm a big woman advocate and um and um and I go around the world fighting for women's rights. Um, what do you think right now? What, what, what is your message right now for women? Like, what would you think? What do you, what's your thoughts about what's happening right now for women? And what would you say to women right now?
2: Oh, gosh. I think it was we're talking about authenticity, it's really in that conditioning. This world is swiftly asking us to remove that conditioning and to really step into our power, not only for ourselves, but for our daughters, for our sons, for the next generation to show them a new way of of being and of living and of loving one another. And honestly, I keep just for myself personally, I keep coming back to this to love. I know we've talked about this. You're one of the most loving human beings. It's so crazy to be in your presence because you omit so much love that it's, you're not around someone like you all the time. So it's it's just this crazy you're like, oh, that's how we're really supposed to be, but you're just not around it, so it's overwhelming.
0: But I didn't know you thought it was overwhelming.
2: When I first met you, I mean, it's, uh, but you, you hug. Like, when you hug, you hug. No, people don't hug like you. You give the best hugs in the entire world. and But when you're into your presence, you realize, oh, that's what love is supposed to be. And Unconditional. So, uh, totally. And, and I realize, I think for myself, as, as I, I'm understanding what love really is, I'm finding that the best thing that I can do as a woman is go within myself and find where the conditions are, and I'm so conditional with my love for myself, and I realize right. that I can't give it unconditionally until I begin to give myself the unconditional love that I that I need, and so I'm realizing that anything that I struggle with, all stems from lack of self worth and self love, and so. I think the one thing that as women, we need to do for ourselves is go inward and find where those conditions are and find where those barriers are and to be able to, to really hold space for ourselves, every part of ourselves. I find the more that I'm sick right now. And I find that the more I go, oh, I wish I couldn't be sick. I wish I couldn't be sick, the sicker I get. <laughs> and then the more I go, I love you. And it's okay for you to be sick and I'm going to take care of your body and it's going to be okay, the better I feel. And it's just, it's really that simple. And, but it's that complicated because we have all of this conditioning. And so I think, I think the most important thing as women that we can do for each other and for ourselves is to learn how to cultivate, learn what love is and learn how to cultivate it within because it just starts to radiate outward no matter where we go, once we have that peace within, it's just, we, that's where we change the world.
0: Absolutely. Oh, just, I mean, you just, you take my, I had such a great day and you just taken my day to an awesome day.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I really feel that I feel like, you know, what's happened, I women are the cornerstones of society. And I feel like what's happened is that we come into a planet Where the planet doesn't want to know us, it wants us to follow rules, take tasks, and position ourselves within a system and support that system. But it's never about us knowing ourselves. So we go around looking for someone to show up in our life to love us, but we're not taught the fundamentals of loving ourselves at the level of really knowing our truth. You know, so we go around people pleasing. We go around doing things we don't really want to do. We go around putting ourselves in situations where we're compromising who we are at a core level to make the other person happy in hopes that that other person will be happy enough to give us love in return for what we have sacrificed. And I think that's the thing that shows up a lot for women is this, um, this, this belief system, this old belief system of sacrificing oneself for love because we were taught That our value of love is only antiquated by what we create, who we are, and what we achieve, and what we show for what we have. And so, this whole idea of people like buying things and doing things and all this stuff does not antiquate love. Love is the ability to accept all of yourself and know and to be gentle with yourself, not to be so serious, not to be so you know, bound up by too much. You know, I say humans think too much, but they don't think enough for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. And they don't You know, feel enough. I, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm starting to do for myself. Um, you know, I've, I've battled um, psoriasis ever since I was two. I've really, I've, being in the public, I, I've had so much judgment and things flying at me that I've really had to learn out of a, you know, a defense mechanism to really escape my body. And so I'm really learning now how to come back into my body and to actually a feeling, not just, not heart feeling, um, that kind of feeling, but actually like really embody every feeling, whether that's anger or guilt or shame or whatever it is and allow it to be um, without running away from it. And the more I'm able to, to be with all of those feelings, like the, the rainbow of feelings that we have, the better life is and the quicker they move through you. And then you're also able to create space for other people and their feelings. And you're not, you know, for me being such, I'm so empathic. And
0: I'm That's not, what I was about to tell you.
2: Yeah, I'm so empathic that I'm constantly trying to fix people's feelings because it makes me feel uncomfortable. And so being able to sit with myself and allow for all of those feelings, I'm, and this is all new to me. This is all really new to like the feeling process for me. I'm able to allow other people to have theirs without have, trying to fix it. And I'm going through life now, I, I try to, I, I give myself more time for myself. Not that I don't have the guilt around it because I still do, um, but I'm allowing. Don't a, worry, we'll
0: work on that. We'll work on that. But I have to,
2: <laughs> well, but I have to make, I, I'm realizing that just, this is just what I have to do for myself. And we all have different needs. We all are different. I mean, it's amazing how different we are and how different our needs are. And it's okay to meet your own needs. Like, that's a huge thing.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's a huge thing that we just overlook. Um, We, like you're saying, we're expecting other people to meet our needs. And we feel guilty when we try to meet our own needs. And it's actually like so opposite. That's one of those conditionings that we just have to get out of. That we, I've learned for myself when I really, like, my days, I'm actually up in Vancouver right now. My husband's filming and I'm actually about to start working on something up here too. But I've had some time down and my down days have been. I meditate for like an hour and a half. I write, like, my whole day is just filled up with me just being, <laughs> which is, yeah.
0: So, and which it, is so wonderful to hear, by the way.
2: <laughs> feels so, it, it feels so good. It feels so good. And I need those times for myself. So I just don't think we, I don't, I, like you're saying, we have, and especially someone in, In my position that's been doing it since I was a kid, the striving and the doing and the doing and the doing has always been the way that I felt that I then deserve love. I'm having to really unravel that for myself and no one else can do that for me. Like that's been a, it's a slow process, but um, it's really beautiful when you're able to, I mean, just like one just one small change for me, and I'm like, I celebrated myself so much yesterday because I all of a sudden, yay, I something that I wouldn't have normally said no to, and I was like, I just did that. Oh my god, I just did that.
0: That's <laughs> so, wonderful.
2: And I, I think as women, you know, we need to celebrate ourselves more. We need to celebrate the little things. It's not that just the big things. It's the every time we step into our authenticity a little bit more. I think there's a we really need to. To celebrate ourselves, I think that's so important. And you were like you were saying earlier, which is difficult for me, is to just you know the joy and like the to let go a little bit more. That's something I'm working on for myself right now. And and uh, I think that that's there's so much femininity that's rising right now, and yes. I think women we've lost touch with it because of the striving and the doing and the allowing. Um, is something that's so important for us to to really cultivate for ourselves and to step into. And so, from someone that's a constant doer, I am learning, and I am uh, I'm working it's with
0: wonderful. Us. So important.
2: Yeah, very much so.
0: You know, and I even say that to men a lot too, because I tell men, you know, like this is the age of the feminine, and it's important for men to start getting into their nurturing qualities yeah. and get and sink deeper into. Just because my testosterone levels are really high. I don't need to always be about me, and get more into how can I nurture both myself, and therefore the more I nurture myself, I'm able to nurture the people around me, and Mm -hmm. see that nurturing is necessary. That's all I said. So I always have two things: like selfish is the new self-love, and nurturing Mm -hmm. is the new sexy.
2: That's amazing. I love that. It is hard, (laughs) and to know how to nurture. My my husband's so great with that. He is. Um, I have two stepsons that are 10 and 14 and he's so nurturing with his sons and so beautiful to watch. And it is, it's interesting how our world is shifting. I'm seeing that side of him grow even more. It's, it is, it is very sexy. It is nice to have, to see that turn, that piece turned on even more in a man. And it's also, and he's such a dude too. So when he's, when you're a manly man and all of a sudden this like new piece of you is being turned on even more. It's just a, it's a beautiful thing.
0: (laughs) I think it's so important. I think that, I think, you know, because if women are the cornerstone of society, it's important for, you know, I always said like, if if women, real, if, if we realize on the planet that women are the cornerstone of society, they're the ones who are actually bringing the information of the life code, of the life seed, the value of life, right? And restructuring the way our technology is, the way we operate in machinery, everything that's been operating in technology has been operating from a masculine state. So it's been very about me, 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 and the I, 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 and we're now moving into the we, and to the they, and to the us. Mm-hmm. And so, as we step into that, we have to. There's going to be contractions. You know, it's a, this is a new birth, and with birthing, there are contractions. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So this is what we're going through right now on planet Earth. Is we're going through that contraction, that contraction phase. So a lot of things are getting pulled up from underneath the rug. A lot of people are going through a lot of you know, difficulties mentally, emotionally, you know, in their lives. Because during that stage, you know, when you're birthing new information and birthing new spirit into life, you have to move through that through that experience.
2: Yeah. And that's it's so interesting that you put it that way for for all of our personal journeys also, because I find myself so excited about the growth that I've had. And then all of a sudden, like something will trigger something will trigger like an abandonment issue that I have. And I just, this happened the other night, something I thought I dealt with and all of a sudden something triggered it. And I'm like, Oh wow. I guess I hadn't dealt with that on that
1: level. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And so, you know, I mean, the awareness is great because you're able to go, I'm being triggered. You know, I'm acting like a complete fool right now. God bless me. And you know, I, but it, it's, it's, it's amazing that there's so many layers. There's so many layers to things that we think we've moved through. And, and you're, you're talking about going into the, I, I refer to the, we from the eye. And I think as women, um, it's interesting thing that we've been taught about, you know, our competitive role with one another and how we, there's not enough room for all of us and not, an, and, and, and it's, it shows up in how we've, we've learned to treat one another and how we've, we've, been, there's been a lack of support for one another. And I, it's just amazing to see how that's starting to change and how good it feels when as women, we're really able to celebrate each other's, not only triumphs, but weaknesses, like to be able to show up for each other's weaknesses too. Absolutely. And without judgment and the judgment piece is of course, so huge because we, we go around judging everything in ourselves. Um, and, but it's to be able to show up, in a, in such an authentic level with one another, um, in a way that God, we know we know we all have our weaknesses, and I think to be able to to speak about those and to be authentic in that is so important at this moment. And that's how I think we're we're being able to show up for one another is just you know not show up as the beautiful women that you always see all the time, right? in the press, but to show up as our real selves. And the more we do that, I think the more empowering it is for one another and that we feel that the, the competition, the eye begins to fall away and we actually get to become a tribe of, of these beautiful souls who are, are here to birth a totally new world.
0: Absolutely. And my, my heart is on fire right now for what you just said. And it is so 100% true. And I think that this, paradigm which we're shifting we're breaking down the old structures stepping into that place i know for men it's really about coming into a place of humbleness and humility Mm -hmm. and being able to be okay with making mistakes without always having to be strong and you know and act like we have it all figured out because men we are so sensitive that we pretend that we're not because we don't want anyone to see our weakness because we're told by our fathers we can't be weak we're not allowed to be weak so this is really good to be able to segue us into a new understanding of ourselves as well. So we're getting it on all levels, which is so wonderful. So it's happening for women. It's happening for men, which in all and all around, it's happening for the planet, which I think is amazing. Um, let's take some questions. So I'm going to turn on the comments again, and let's go ahead and take some questions from our audience here. Does anyone have any um, beautiful um, questions for our beautiful Leanne? Hello. Everyone's just saying hi. <laughs>
2: it's the hearts. I
0: love it. Love the, the hearts are great, aren't they? They're so wonderful. I love the hearts. I've
2: never done okay. Of I
0: love this. It's fun, right? Every time I, everyone if everyone says that, I put everyone on and they're like, um, I had Kelly Rutherford on uh, last week. And she's like, oh, my God, I've never done this before. It's so uh, Someone says, the us she says... Uh, Uh, TLC uh, Sassy 47 said, did you go through therapy? Oh, honey,
2: plenty. (laughs) Um, I've been through tons of therapy, but um, I went through a lot of talk therapy for a long time. And um, I I appreciated it. I think it was wonderful for me for so long. And then about two and a half, three years ago, um, I was coming off stage really, really drained and i was i i was realizing my empathic abilities i i always known it but i was really kind of i was feeling it more than ever and um i stumbled upon this beautiful uh breathwork teacher ashley Neese, on instagram just so randomly and she kept coming up in my life for about probably 6 months and finally my intuition was just like call her <laughs> so i set up a time with her and i she changed my life like honestly breathwork and really just getting back in touch with my intuition that i've always had god it was been so loud since i was a kid and then just because of being in the public eye and so many opinions and i just stopped listening to it and i after just a few sessions with her i realized like oh oh i'm back. i'm coming back into myself again and breath has been so important for me just bringing myself back into the moment and getting in touch with everything and i think that she was kind of my next step of a different type of therapy of bringing myself, like I said, back into back into myself, into my body, into my intuition. And ever since I've been on this path, that's been my it's been my new therapy. It's been like a a whole nother world has opened up for me. But I've I'm so grateful for both for both of those times in my life. And I think that was just my path that I needed to grow on, you know.
0: Beautiful. Uh, Another question. uh, Best part of waking up says, how do you deal with the ex drama that still comes up about, about with your I knew that was going to come up. It still comes about with your last love and Eddie's last love
2: with as much grace and humility and love as I possibly can. We're human. We're all human. We all have our um, our weaknesses We all have our triggers and, uh, I try not to feed into any negativity and drama that is, that exists or that comes up. And I honestly, I pray for everyone in this situation every day. I pray for every soul and every heart and, and I, I, I show up in every situation in the moment with as much love that I possibly can. And so, you know, people got people, they want drama. They want to play in that world. God bless them. Have fun. You know, if, if the whole world wants to still play in that world, have fun. Drama at, zone.
0: No drama zone. Have
2: at it. Like it has nothing to, nothing to do with me. Like absolutely nothing. Right. Um, and it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my family. It doesn't affect my marriage. And um, I just honestly send as much love out from my heart. And that's just completely no bullshit. What I'm saying is real. It's real. And it's been one of the biggest teachers of my life. And I, I am grateful for everyone involved in the situation. I'm grateful for the situation. I can, I just have a totally new outlook on it. Honestly.
0: Wonderful. A question from Ria. If you could give your remnant album to anyone dead or alive, who would you give that to? Oh,
2: um, you've asked me this question before. I know her. (laughs) Um, I would probably, um, I don't know why Maya Angelou always pops up for me, Um, probably because a lot of the energy, uh, I met her before she passed away and got to sit and chat with her and she's a fantastic, incredible human being. And a lot of the energy, um, what she's about and the woman that she was and um, her teachings, I think really popped up uh, in this record for me. So I would like to just, I, I would give her as a thank you and say, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of your soul and all of your teachings on this album.
0: Oh, love it. And I love Milo Angelo. Oh, and amazing. all the people that I look for, like, look for, that I look up to is Martin Luther King, Mandela, Milo Angelo. Because, oh, yeah. like, that's, that's what sticks in my soul to be, you know.
2: Well, the struggle, I mean, just the stories and the struggle and the overcoming and the just the light that they carried and brought you know brought within them to this to this earth is just the legacy that they leave behind i mean there's so much wisdom there it really is amazing
0: absolutely uh mr soko underscore 99 says what's the hardest you had to go through in your music career as a female singer
2: oh wow there's a lot of good old boy mentality in this in this business um
0: that's a. a <laughs> there really is.
2: I mean, there's a lot of like we know more than you and especially as a as a young woman. I mean, I was a kid, you know, and to I think I had I've kind of I've had to soften my edges a little bit in certain places and I'm still learning to because I've had to fight so much for my beliefs and what I felt was right for me and to be told that you're only a kid and that you're only a woman and you know, basically you've no idea what you're talking about half the time. Um Those are things that they affect your, the way you see yourself and your self-worth. And it's, once again, it's that unraveling of all of those, those false, of of those lies, of those beliefs that I kind of took on. I was so, I was so impressionable because I was a kid and especially teenager a teenage woman who's like a girl who's like growing into her womanhood. I think there's a lot of, a lot of that that I, you know, it's, it's crazy. I didn't even, I didn't even think twice about it. But as I got older, I was like, oh, wow, I've really, I really dealt with some interesting interesting people, interesting conversations um, that I didn't realize was affecting me as much as it did at the time,
0: you know? Right. And then our last question is Tim S. Love, how do you handle anxiety?
2: Oh, anxiety, beautiful anxiety. (laughs) I've had so much of it. Um, Honestly, uh, meditation has been huge for me. Breath just being able to really kind of come into the moment into all of my senses, deep belly breathing and just sitting in the moment is really important. Um, And acceptance. Um, The biggest thing for me with anxiety has been when it's reared its ugly head to go, Hey, you know what? It's a feeling. It's a moment. I accept you. I know you're here. I love you. And I'm going to allow you space to be here. I'm going to breathe. And usually like, within minutes that shifts but the more we fight it with anything in life the more we fight it the more it's going to hang out and stay so acceptance with anxiety is key 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 for me and and breathing and those are i know it sounds it's like so simple we we try to we try to take every pill known to man and like you know come up with all of these crazy ways of of dealing with it but those two things for me have been pivotal and just just learning how to to accept it and, and to love it. Say, this is, this is trying to tell me something. What do you, what, what am I needing to listen to right now?
0: And I'm going to add to that, as you know, because I'm the shaman and I want to add some, uh, some information to people out there. Anxiety is brought on from you taking on um, too much um, pressure in your being, be it the fact that you feel like you have to do something or you're being hard on yourself or you're creating um, an overload of synthesis that's coming into your body from the outside world or from your own thinking process. And the most important thing is to realize that anxiety is your body's natural way of saying that your entire central nervous system system is receiving too much synthesis and it's actually causing um your body to go into shock and so what happens is when you start to feel anxiety it's because the shock is building and building and it's your body saying like please stop putting this pressure on yourself so that's something to think about and then for those of you who are empathic and this is also for you leanne as well um psoriasis is um it's an inflammation of the epidermis, and it um, basically comes on from having too much um, what we call um, outward input coming in that means that your energy is um, empathically incorrect that means that your empathic energy is pulling into the idea that if you don't do something, something bad is going to happen and so it goes back to the it goes back into childhood it goes back to any moment where you felt like something bad was going to happen and you couldn't stop it. so it creates what we call an adverse reaction with the inside of your body creating a nerve discharge. That nerve discharge creates an inflammation, which then creates the boils upon the skin or allows certain splotches and so forth to turn up. One of the ways to actually deal with healing psoriasis is to, one, start monitoring your empathic abilities, making sure that you are not feeling responsible or that you feel that you have to constantly be in other people's energy or be um, taking on other people's energy or holding your emotions for other people. So if someone's emotional around you, it's not your responsibility to take on their emotions. In fact, they're allowed to have their emotions without you feeling the need to have to fix it, change it, or rearrange it. And if someone is saying to you, you made me feel like this and you made me feel like that, it's not possible because you're just showing up as you are, and their emotions is what they chose. And they have a list of emotions they could have chose, and they chose the one that has to do with you doing something to them, which is actually false information and inaccurate. And so it's important to, to recognize that. One of the very important things to do when you're dealing with things like psoriasis, for instance, is to go into um, a bath. Um, it's important for you to go into a bath of water and to really soak your body because it what it does is it drops the um, the energy that's in your heart. So your heart energy goes up. So it tells your body, if your heart energy goes down when you get into the bath, it tells your body to relax. And so all of a sudden your cortisol levels start to drop, your body starts um, to decompress, and your skin actually um, doesn't get the flare up so much. But it's about finding the balance between these things and then also taking things like turmeric, um, things that are anti inflammatory in the body. Cutting out dairy or any form of cheese or milk products, which are inflammatories, will also assist you in that. And communicating things as they show up, not after they show up.
2: That's a huge one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally speak, to, speak about this um, and what you're talking about. So I was covered on eighty percent of my body from the time I was six, and I would go through I would take every strong drug known to man to suppress it. and I, for the last thirteen years have been been on a biologic drug, and I was supposed to take my shot like every two or three weeks, but I would stretch it out till I was able. like if I saw a little spot come up, I would take my shot. So it was like every six to eight weeks. One day I woke up and realized, oh, I haven't seen anything. It's been four months since I've taken my medicine. so I thought, okay, I'm in a different place with my meditation and different ways that I'm now able to... The toolbox that I have, I'm just going to see how long I can go. So it's been a little over... It's probably been around seven months since I've had any kind of medication. Um, But I've noticed that when I start protecting my heart, um, when I don't communicate what's going on inside of me, um, when I start allowing other people to allowing other people's energy to to start settling and, and festering within me because I'm trying to protect them, thinking that I'm going to hurt them in some way by expressing my own feelings. That's when I notice I start to see like these few little places come up on me. And as soon as I sit, as soon as I either communicate um, that either to them or through writing a letter or painting some, some way, somehow getting it out and also sitting with it and telling it that it's okay for it to be there, Um, That's another thing that I sit with. I sit with the disease and I'm like, it's okay. I love you. It's okay that you're showing up like this. I understand what you're communicating. Next day, gone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly what you're saying is so true. And it's a beautiful thing to know that that's, it's, 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 it's as complicated and as simple as that. Of really just being able to flow with this energy and emotions that are showing up for you. But it is 100% what you just said I'm totally experiencing in my, my life right now. And, but I, I grew up around wanting to take care of everybody's feelings. And so I, now I can trace it back to like how it started and why it started. And, and um, I'm able to now, with that awareness, to be able to, to uh, take care of my heart and my life in a way that I don't have to take medicine, which is so important.
0: <laughs> which is so important. Yeah. I mean, in shamanism, you know, like a lot of people will come to me and they'll be like, oh, I'm bipolar. It's like, we don't have that in shamanism. I can tell you what it means from a shamanic perspective, <laughs> right. you know? And like so, because what happens is, is I, I, when I work with like a lot of doctors in allopathic medicine, I talk to them and, and explain to them, like when I'm working with psychotherapists or if I'm working with like a brain surgeon or whatever it is, I explain to them that, you know, these things that you're seeing and what you're dealing with are symptoms and you're but you what you're basically doing is you're wanting to heal the symptom. Mm-hmm. But in shamanism, we don't look at symptoms. We look at core. We look at core energy. And the symptoms are the thing that comes after the core energy has been being, you know, sitting there and being settled for too long since we we brought it up and I saw someone made a comment about it I wanted to make a, a, a acknowledgement shamanically what that actually represents and you know it's very important not to be a dysfunctional empath if you are an empathic person you have to learn to become a functional empath and I can't give you all the keys right now because it's it's a it's a whole you know thing but it's it's really important to to look into becoming a functional empath you'll actually survive and you'll live longer okay so we're going to play a shamanic game are you ready for my game
2: sure <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> okay so you are walking down a path okay? okay you come upon three boxes okay okay one box has a key one box has a heart and one box has a hammer which one do you choose
2: i'll say the heart
0: i knew it what does that mean? so what it means is <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why you chose the heart basically what the heart means is that you are here to find ways to express love in new ways you are here to discover all the many different ways that we block ourselves from love and every way that we go to express love and then finding ways to express love not always just by saying i love you but by actions and creating things in life you're also here to open up people's hearts you're here to help forward the heart energy on the planet So you're here to bring forth an awareness of the heart and help people to get into truth with their heart so that they can bring more into life. That's wonderful. Okay. We're going to play one more shaman game. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to say a word to you. You tell me what what does it mean to you?
2: Okay. Ocean. Expansiveness. Dog. My friend. Running. Anger. Actually. Lightning. Oh, my God. That's a hard one for me. I don't know what comes up. Um, I I think of Albert Einstein. I want to
0: say it again and just feel what comes up. Lightning. Ideas. Children laughing. Joy. Uh, Balloons.
2: Taking flight.
0: Great. Thank you for playing my shamanic games. I love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So what does that say? (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it just shows you like the game. So the way I set up my games is basically done on a spiritual level. So that way it opens like, it opens up energies inside of you. So as you play the game, it's actually opening up energies inside of you to so you, just so you can see the associations. Just like when you dream at night, you have certain archetypes, certain things that show up that mean certain things, right? So whenever you so if you think of like for instance, let's download let's download into your system ocean.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So
0: say I download ocean into my system.
2: Okay, I download ocean into my system.
0: And activate it. Say I activate it.
2: And I activate it.
0: Now, what are you feeling?
2: Large, like expansive.
0: See? Yeah. You see what sense? See, what we don't realize is that the, what, what we associate energies to have frequencies. Those frequencies can enter into your body and create certain experiences, right? So let's say download balloon.
2: Download balloon.
0: Activate balloon into my system.
2: Activate balloon into my system. That's so weird.
0: <laughs> it's so crazy, right? <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Exactly.
2: That's crazy.
0: So it's one of the techniques that we learn in, as when we're training as shamans as kids to learn how certain things associate to us. So whenever I feel like I need to boost my energy or I need to have more intelligence or I need to, you know, be in a state of healing or in a place of love. I can download the image into my being and immediately um, the frequency takes over my body and all of a sudden I'm in that flow.
2: Interesting. Okay. So that's, I mean, for me, so, um, so it's basically kind of in my meditation recently. I've been, I've been sitting with myself and telling myself, I love you. Like, for but I but before I start that practice, I've been thinking of like things that really people or situations or things that I feel connected to in that love frequency. So I get into that frequency and then I start telling myself, I love you. And it's there's a big difference for me when I get into that frequency to when I just start telling myself, I love you. Like, there's absolutely.
0: A, because the word i love you is a is a is a is a trapped word right i love you is a way that we've been communicating in english i love you but right. love is not held within a word it's held within a feeling
2: mm-hmm. so that's where my whole feelings come in lately i've been how does it make me feel what am i feeling right now like even going through i give myself a day a week at least just to like go through the day of what feels good like not what i've been told i need to do not what I, you know, the conditioning of what I think other people think, you know, I need to do. It's how do, what is that? How, what feels good? And it's interesting to see how my, my workouts change. I slow down. I want to be outside more. I take my time. I sit and just want to, I just want to sit and breathe and be. And, and it's, I let myself cry. I let myself scribble if I need to, like just whatever it is, I just allow. And it's amazing by the end of the day, how good I feel. I'm like, oh, yes, I can take on anything. But exactly. Um, but we don't, we don't live from feelings. And that's, that's something so powerful. I'm so glad that you, you did that exercise with me because it's just instinctually something I've been doing for myself. And, and, and it's, I now see that that's, that I need to do that more. I need to lead my life.
0: Yeah. more. Yeah, I mean, we don't operate our planet wasn't built for us to have emotional intelligence. That's why people drink and do drugs and do all kinds of things to themselves because they don't have emotional coping skills. Mm-hmm. Um Our planet was not built for emotional intelligence. Our planet was built for mental intelligence and not even really intelligence because you can't be smart if you don't have emotional intelligence or you can just be creating all kinds of drama in your head and that will affect your life. So emotional intelligence is the first thing we should have learned when we went to school not taking tests and learning if we know how to answer questions and follow the rules it should have been how do we feel about certain things which would have given us more of a proclivity and an understanding of where we actually belong in life are we meant to be a singer are we meant to be a shaman are we meant to be a doctor are we meant to be an artist are we meant to be a dancer you know all of these things and one of the platforms and you know and of course you can help me with in the future because you know I'm building an army of light as you know is to be able to shift the system so that we do change the educational system for kids to be able to create places and community centers where kids can go and start learning about their emotional intelligence so they have less you know add have less you know issues when it comes to um you know certain types of of patterns of behaviors and stuff that kids go through shyness and all kinds of stuff anger issues all these things are start are, are developed because of the not understanding emotional intelligence because when you have emotional intelligence kids take on what their parents treat themselves like. So the fact that you're treating yourself well and being nurturing to yourself, the kids will start treating themselves well and start noticing the nurturing for themselves as well. But if you're stressed out and angry and you're holding on to anger, you're holding on to old things and you haven't let go of these things, children pick up on that and they start doing the same to themselves because they use empathic intelligence, which is something that mothers don't even, You know that's one of the reasons why I want to, in my next book that comes out after next year, I want to write a book about women's pregnancy Yes, to be yeah. able to, to to confront that, you know, instead of, so so you know, they have this book that was like, what to expect when expecting. That's great. But what happens when you watch a scary movie and you're pregnant? What's happening to the myelin? What's happening to, you know, the central nervous system? How's the baby's body being built? Because it's an embryo state. It's And it's, it's getting all of that input of how to build and how to affect the nervous system in the body. Even today, I had a woman come in and... She had stuff, you know, agitated stuff going on inside of her, and her mom was there. And um, and I said, you know, this all came from you in the womb. And the mom goes, really? I go, yeah, you went through all these ups and downs. And she goes, I don't remember. And I go, let's go back. And I told the spirits to tell me exactly when it happened. And she was like, oh, my God, that's why her daughter has all this fear, because her daughter's been holding fear for her mom since she's in the womb. So now she holds fear for everybody, right? So there's things that we have to, like, Upgrade our system on. So I'm glad that you got that from our game today. That makes me really happy.
2: No, so I, and I get that my, my beautiful mother was, um, so happy. I mean, she, it took her 12 years to, to have me. And so she, she was so happy that she was pregnant, but there was, it was a very sad time in her life. And I downloaded, there was, I've been sad kind of my whole life, like low grade sadness. And, and no, for no reason, sometimes just like absolutely no reason. But as I, I knew I growing up around that and, and knowing how she, where she was at the time when I was, when she was pregnant with me, I realized that I just kind of, I took that on and that's been something that I've had to work with. And it's actually now become a gift. I mean, I'm so, I'm so like, I'm so emotional, but (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, you are definitely, but I love it about you.
2: Thank you. But it's, I used to blame my mom for it all the time. I used to be so angry at my mother for that, and now I just see like I totally am. I totally understand that now, and I totally accept it. And and like I said, I've looked at it as a gift, and I'm able to uh, to to see where she she didn't know. I mean, our parents just don't know. But as now, at the place that I'm at, and the place we are in this, and you know, in our evolution, it's amazing to have this awareness to not have to pass that down. You know, we can actually be aware of what's going in, the the input, the 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 environment that we're raising our children in. Um, you know, my my sons call me hippie lee. They they laugh so hard. Like we <laughs> went to see Star Wars the other night and they're like, the dude died meditating, and I'm like, He didn't die meditating. We're gonna have to discuss <laughs> Uh so yeah, I'm hippie lee <laughs> with like all my crystals and like but they it's funny because they they joke about it, but then they get like every once in a while, they'll have this like these incredible, like really brilliant deep questions for me. Um, So, you know, like it's, it's interesting to see these kids, like to see the, the influence that we have in our children's lives. And it's so beautiful to see them take an interest, you know, and I never, I never push it on them. It's just around, but every once in a while they'll come up with these just genius questions, you know, that there's still these beautiful, these beautiful little souls that are, not quite completely, uh, you know, traumatized yet, which is great. <laughs> just you know, our, our children are so important and I, I'm so happy the work that you're doing with women and and the awareness that you're bringing and, and to pregnancy and um, all of those things. Is, it's just so, so important for our kids' futures.
0: Thank you, my love. I really appreciate that. Okay, and I uh, have... St- one more question. Yes. Uh, actually, two more questions. Yes. So what's your favorite country music singer?
2: Oh, my gosh. Mine would be old school. Um, Patsy Cline would probably be my favorite. And
0: Patsy Cline rocks.
2: We talk about emotion, and it was just because that was the first thing I was ever drawn to when I was little listening to her music was she had so much emotion. So she would definitely be,
1: be
0: the one that I've always been drawn to. Mine's is John Denver.
2: Oh, I love John Denver.
0: Every time I listen to John Denver, like I'll just be sitting at home listening to John Denver and I literally just start bawling and crying. And then I feel so at peace with myself, you know, like if I'm going through like a like if I'm in a country and I'm dealing with like bombs and wars and things like that. And I'm like dealing with craziness and coups and all these things that I deal with when I'm in these countries, which, you know, as I tell you about, like I put on John Denver and I'm just like. Yeah, I mean, literally, I was listening to John Denver when I was in the coup in Turkey with like rockets flying over the top of my apartment. My whole place was shaking. I felt like I was in Beirut and like, so, and, like put it on and it just t- completely transported me into country. I was like by a mountain. I was at peace. I felt nature. Yeah,
2: he's um, he was such a beautiful songwriter. Um, yeah, I can totally see that. That's got to be a trip listening to John Denver with like bombs flying over.
0: That's scene yeah, when... it just brought me in a state of meditation. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank God. My mom's like screaming. She's like, get out of the country. I'm like, no, I'm not abandoning these people. I'm here to help them. <laughs> okay, and what are you excited about? Tell me what you're excited about right now in your life.
2: You know what I'm really excited about is creating. And I'm realizing that this creative energy, how it how I can use it in every moment of my life. The feelings that we get to choose, the, just the, the simplest of things I've tried to bring more creation into, into my everyday life from the way that if I'm gonna read a book, the candles I'm gonna light, the scents that I'm gonna smell, the things that I'm gonna feel. Like I try to really create moments for myself um, in the most mundane of things. And it's changed the way that I live life. It's made life a lot more joyful. And I'm also I've noticed that through my creations, the one thing that it's not just it's not just music that I do. It's not just singing that I do. It's not just acting that I do. It's connecting. And I've noticed how passionate I am about connecting with people and how the more that I have this desire, the more when I close off my heart, the more painful it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so I've. I have now with my... Um, I have an account and a, a blog called Soul of Everly. Um, that yeah, I'm so excited
0: about that. Tell yeah. us about it.
2: Yeah, it started like a year ago and it was just a place that I wanted to to be able to connect on a human level. It wasn't about being Leanne Rhymes, It was about connecting through my heart on a human level. And, and so that's... Honestly, that's what I'm most excited about. So come visit me on Soul of Everly. I can't wait to just share all of my creations and and life with with
0: everyone. Love love you, everyone. We got to say goodbye.
2: Love you. I love you all. Thank
0: you. I love you, Leanne. Bye. Bye, honey. That was amazing and I'm so happy that I get to be here to share so many beautiful wonderful ideas of ancient knowledge and bringing it into your life in a modern day time. Sharing stories is the best thing in life and it allows us to enrich ourselves in ways that we cannot imagine. We are opening up doorways into our minds so that we can think and perceive the world differently from the way it is. And by all of that we're able to recognize our true power. Live authentically and love the very core of who we are so that we can create more change in our world i honor you i love you you're amazing and remember there's only one of you so there's no one greater than you thank you for being on planet earth and it's an honor and i look forward to spending more time with you Until then, you can follow me at Shaman Durek on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or check me out at www.shamandurek.com. Till then, I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, and have a wonderful, wonderful now. Bye, everyone.